vigilante action is a good way to get your wig knocked off. You have beautiful eyes, okay? What do you want? For people to not be assholes. Culture lusters, seven nerdly sinners, our one fan that exists somewhere out there in the interwebs. We're back with episode 18 of Culture Lust. I'm telling you right now, there's going to be a lot of cussing. I'm pretty passionate about this movie. It hit home for me, so I'm definitely marking the explicit tag for iTunes, because let's get into this shit. First off, I'm excited. Chris didn't pick this. He didn't get to hit the random button, and we got something good fucking amazing so haha and then second of all this movie was awesome uh yeah totally like it was it was a documentary about me and what i want to do because yeah so anyway this episode we're talking about i don't feel at home in this world anymore netflix original 2017 starring melanie linsky i think that's how you say it anyway Chris Dubeck, maybe it's Dubay, I don't know, Marilyn Faith Hickey, why isn't Elijah Wood even credited, this is so weird, he's like one of the main characters and he's not even on the IMDb page for like main stars, anyway, synopsis, when a depressed woman is burglarized, she finds a new sense of purpose by tracking down the thieves alongside her obnoxious neighbor, but they soon find themselves dangerously out of their depth against a pack of degenerate criminals, tonight, I'm with my buddy Jones. Jones, how are you doing tonight, man? Man, your intro has me pumped. Yeah? You should be excited, because this is a good fucking movie. We do not have Scott with us tonight. Um, I think he was abducted by aliens, or I think he's in Vegas doing the um, pro bull riding championships. One of the two. It's really, it's it's a toss. Who knows? And of course, Chris from California is here. Mr. Postmaster Blaster himself. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing all right, but I am afraid you're probably going to want to try and have me killed after this episode. That's fine. I know a guy who knows a guy who saw That's what a movie. Scares me. He watched every ninja movie from the 90s, so needless to say, he is the stealthiest of stealth killers. He knows some shit. He knows some shit. See, and, and that's what scares me. Wow. <laughs> I think I think you're all right, man. We're we're polar opposites. I hate on your movies. You hate on my movies. We agree on some things every now and then, like Guy Ritchie flicks that Jones has never even fucking seen because Jones is on a movie podcast but doesn't watch movies apparently. Um, so yeah. Anyway, this movie, this movie, God, I I was excited. I've been wanting to watch this. I think you, I think you mentioned it too, Jones. Like this is something you've been wanting to see, and then when it popped up, like, yes, you were excited too, right? Jones. Jones. I'm here. Oh, okay. Apologize. <laughs> Internet's a little laggy tonight. But yeah, this movie is definitely something I've been excited about ever since I saw it um, when, was it the Grand Jury Award uh, for Sundance? So mm. I can get into it later. But yeah, I, 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 
I saw this movie come out. I saw it do so well. And then I saw Netflix um, fight for the rights to create uh, this Netflix original tag. Uh, and I could not wait for this movie to come out. And it's here. And I watched it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was good, man. Um, the Netflix originals tend to be hit or miss, I guess. Like, not all of them are amazing. But, you know, Stranger Things, kick ass. I don't agree with them coming back for a season two. But hey, it should have ended. Me. It should have ended, I, I agree. Um Chris, what, what, what about you, man? Like, were you excited for this? Did you even know anything about it? I mean, like, this is this is groundbreaking. I had seen this movie on Netflix when I was scrolling through it, but I knew nothing about it. I had no idea about the premise. I'd never heard of it previously. I Like I said, I'd seen the title thumbnail on Netflix, and mm-hmm. that was it. So, um... You know, when I, I looked it up on IMDb and I just looked up the cast, I don't look up synopsis or anything, even of movies that I've never seen before, because I kind of want to go in blind. You know, I saw the cast and kind of the cast got me a little bit excited for it. I, I really I, I like uh, Melanie Linsky. Um, I like a lot of the stuff she's done. And Elijah Wood. I, I can I, I think I, uh, I have a problem. Because uh, for the longest time, I, I couldn't admit that I'm actually a pretty big fan of Elijah Wood's work. Uh, and even Gary Anthony Williams, who played the detective. I actually like a lot of the stuff he's been in as well. So the cast got me really excited. Uh, and that was the only thing I had to go by. I didn't look at anything else. Just who is in the movie and that. And it got me really excited just just based on the names that were involved in it. Yeah, I was I was much less about the cast and more excited for the synopsis. So, um, I'm kind of a cynical yeah. asshole. I don't know if you guys know this. This is my coming nah, out man. party. No, you're right. You're, you're, um, it's all good. I tend to hate people, which is ironic because I'm in a job that takes care of people and talks to people all day long. Um, but this this movie was it, man. I oh, I don't want to go on a rant. It, it, this is we're. We're, we're towing dangerous territory right now. So, and we could talk about it further in as we get going, because it's definitely something I think we should address. But people suck, man. People are just self-centered, their own little narcissistic first-person narrative that they got going on. And I personally think the internet and traffic are the two best gauges of what kind of person you are. Like, it truly speaks to your character based on how you act on the internet and how you act in traffic. Because those are, like, the two levels of no consequence anonymity, right? I don't have to look you in the eye. I don't have to have any kind of direct contact with you. I'm in my car. I got my windows up. I'm blasting my fucking Justin Bieber newest pop hit, whatever, that recycles the same fucking three beats that Drake and Ariana Grande and all those people use over and over again. You do not besmirch the name of Ariana Grande. She's pretty. Not in my presence. But it's the same producers over. It's just, anyway. It's generic I'm, cookie cutter music. But that's that's not this podcast. Not anyway, so you're in your own little bubble, right? And if I don't turn my blinker on and I fucking cut you off, well, oh well. I don't have to look at you. I don't have to apologize to you. There's a chance we might end up at the same stoplight. But there's also a chance that I could just speed up and cut somebody else off, and then I never have to interact with you ever again. And, yeah, man, people are dicks. People just suck. Like, 
they're so inconsiderate and so selfish, so self-centered, and they just, they have no care in the world about other people. I'm generalizing for sure. I'm guilty of that right now, generalization. But I, I commute almost three hours every day. It's like an hour and 15 to an hour and a half in the morning, and then it can be upwards of two hours in the afternoon depending on traffic. People suck, man. Like, I drive a big Jeep Rubicon. It's not like you can't fucking see me. I got big-ass tires. I could run over your car if I wanted to. And people were still just, like, button in front of me, not using their signal, cutting me off, flipping me off. Or my favorite is when I leave that safety gap, you know, because you're traveling at, like, 60, 70 miles an hour on the highway. And, like, I want to give myself time to stop because, like I just mentioned, I have a big vehicle. And people are like, oh, you left this space for me? This is this is for my vehicle to get in? No, bitch, get out of my way. And then, of course, the Internet. People say, what, whatever they want on the Internet? Racial slurs, homophobic whatevers, fucking go kill yourself stuff. Like, it's crazy. Like, if anyone's ever played Call of Duty or anything, like, they've heard it all. And it's just the stuff that people say is just nuts. And it just, I think that really speaks to, like, the character of who they are. And it's upsetting. And this movie just embraced that because shitty things keep happening to her and finally she's sick of it and she takes charge and takes action and does something about it. And... I was ecstatic, so ecstatic, because I literally think we left, um, we went and saw it, we left the theater, came home, had to deal with traffic on the way home, and I was bitching and moaning the whole time in the car about how inconsiderate people were, and then we come home and then we watch this movie, and I was like, it's like the movie gods, the Netflix gods were listening to me. (laughs) They just embodied everything I was saying. Which is why, Chris, you're fired on the randomizer. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> nope. No, you, you were voted uh, out, bro. I don't care. This is not a democracy. It's a Chrisocracy. Don't I have like don't I have like admin privileges on the Discord server? We'll just like put you in the corner. And... <laughs> so like you're saying, leave it to Beaver? a resident psychiatrist to completely deconstruct this movie from the very beginning. It's just, it hit home for me, man. I What have I been saying oh, since cool. we started the I show? It. I, I have to relate to really enjoy a movie. And I was mm-hmm. giddy. I was like the six-year-old at the fair who just got fucking cotton candy, dude. <laughs> I was so excited watching this movie. Like, they, they did such a good job. Like, even, so, people were just being like, through like the first ten minutes of the movie traffic's obnoxious the dude cuts her off in the line at the grocery store like the fucking the old lady dies because she's a hospice nurse right the old lady that she's caring for dies she's a cna yeah it's, okay sorry yeah you're right she's a certified nursing assistant doesn't even have her fucking nursing degree right anyway i don't want to knock her for that because we need cnas anyway so and people were concerned about like well what were her last words did she say anything about us it's like bitch this lady just died you know, like, don't you care about that? And it's just, it shows how selfish people are. And one of my favorite parts is when she goes to the bar to, like, decompress from literally watching somebody die. And she's reading a book. And someone's like, oh, hey, you're reading that? I'm reading that. And then what do they do? They fucking spoil it for her. Like, <laughs> Dumbledore dies. Yeah. Like, God, dude. Like, even the one person she has something to relate with. They go and they're still a dick and they still ruin it, but it's co- like through complete ignorance. Like 
they were just excited to share what happens in the book. And I understand that because, like, there's been times where I want to talk about fucking Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. But you know what? I'm a courteous enough person to go, have you seen this yet? Oh, you have it? Well, we'll talk next week. No, fuck that. Fuck that. No. Game of Thrones is free game. No, it's not. Monday, if you haven't seen it, it's your own fault. I'm sorry. That's the way I look at Game of Thrones. Books I agree with. Game of Thrones is such a massive... I'm going to rant, too. Game of Thrones is such a massive show that if you're not watching it, it's your own fault that it gets spoiled. Sorry. But, like, what? But you know, like, in situations where I have, like, a, you know, a 0-6-30 meeting and I got to get up at, like, 4 a.m., so I'm not going to stay up until 10.30 at night I'm spoiling it. that shit. Oh, I would... I would... Taekwondo roundhouse kick you in the neck. Ah, but we just we just talked about how that wouldn't be effective. So, <laughs> if you gave me all the proper timing and factors and you stood there long enough, then yes. <laughs> here, here, grab my wrist. Yeah. <laughs> Rex, Rex, no, Quando, the other one. Uh, but that but guy yeah, in man. the bar was the the director. Fun fact. Oh, really? That's fucking yeah. hilarious. Ah, uh, yeah. It was all right. Chris, what do you, what do you got, man? You got anything to add right now? Like I, I've been monopolizing, the, I've been monopolizing uh, the fuck out of this podcast. I'm sorry. I don't know. I mean, I I got something real quick, Chris. So, you kind of said it all. So James's wife, I work with James's wife in a different clinic, and she told me that James stopped the movie and wrote like an entire essay. Oh yeah, like I was fucking mid movie. <laughs> So I knew, I knew he was going to have his rant ready. Is this like your, your dissertation for your PhD or something on this movie? Guys, you just like, I've been saying this for years. Like I'm like, I'm just so pissed off at humanity. Not for like your classic shit. Like, oh, there's racism or, oh, there's terrorism or any, like, fuck that man. Like I get that those are issues and I don't want to sound insensitive to those larger issues, of course, but like. I think at the end of the day, a lot of the shit boils down to just be a nice fucking person. Like, people aren't courteous anymore. They're just not. Everyone's so fucking self-absorbed. Like, Facebook and Twitter. And all, like, those are the most self-servient shit I've ever seen in my life. Like, you actually have counters that tell you how many people are validating your fucking opinion right now. Like, that's so ridiculous, in my opinion. And it's just... <sighs> so, uh, tell us how you really feel. Angry, man. Angry. Like, <laughs> this shit, bo- like, it bothers me, like, on, a, on a, a level of principle and ethics. Like, I am by no means a saint. Not at all. But I consider myself a pretty courteous person. You know, I'm, I, I'm conscientious of other people's thoughts and opinions when I'm interacting with them and how I'm going to affect them. Especially in, a, in, in, in like, uh, public setting, like where there are people that I don't even know. Like, I think those are the people you should be the most courteous to because you have no idea what's going on in that person's life or how hard their day's been or anything. Like, or how close they are to snap, and you don't yeah. want to be the person that makes them snap. And I don't want to vilify people that are fucking having bad days, but yeah, that's it's true though. Like, there's some people that I don't know, man, there's people that are on the, on the verge of suicide. And all it takes, you know, like you could be the dude that's being a dick to them that pushes them over the edge. Or like, who knows? Who knows, man? Just be nice. Like, <sighs> we're all carbon at the end of the day, man. No one's better than <laughs> nice, anyone else. Nice callback. Like, fuck. <laughs> that was in the movie if you hadn't seen it. But yeah, I just, I don't know. It's been stuff that's been bothering me for so long. Like, if I ever became a billionaire, 
somehow. I don't know. Maybe I'll break bad and sell meth and, you know, who knows. But, uh, I, yeah, I would set up, like, a whole fucking charter school system and groom people to be nice, decent people. Like, that's what the world needs. That's the ultimate uh, contradiction there, isn't it? You sell meth to teach people to be nice. Well, I have to go evil to truly appreciate the good. Can't have the bitter without the sweet, man. Deep, deep, deep. But, yeah, I didn't I, realize we were going existential with this this particular episode. It's not existential though. It's just it's 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 just fucking being a person, man. Being a human being, <laughs> like. <sighs> when did James think get into the Chris? Feeling- <laughs> I know, man. I'm sitting here like I was just catching hell for for ranting and going on and on, and then I'm just like, uh huh, uh huh. So here, here's the thing, right? Um, oh, at my job. So for all the all the all the two listeners out there, I work in a co-occurring mental health facility. So it's like thirty to forty patients. They're there for thirty five hours a week. We all meet up in the morning, and then we break off into our respective groups to treat. You name it. Substance abuse, sexual trauma, PTSD, fucking depression, anxiety, and everything in between, right? We have this lobby in the morning where all 35, 40 people hang out. Therapists are there. Psych techs are there. Fucking psychiatrists, you know, our prescribers and stuff are there. Like, And we all talk to each other. And we build rapport. And we ask about how each other's families are doing and how their kids are doing. And, like, when I ask you, hey, how's your day going? Like, I'm sincere and I genuinely mean it because I want to know how you're doing today because everyone's changing from day to day, right? When's the last time you were like walking down the hallway or something like that and said, hey, how's it going or how are you doing? And like that other person didn't mean it. They're just repeating your fucking greeting, you know? Like no one cares. No one fucking cares. They're just, eh, they're focused on whatever they got going on. And it just <sighs> bothers me, man. Well, maybe... Some people don't like small talk. That's true. Some people, you know, some like people can have social anxiety. Some people might have social anxiety. Some like people me. might not like small talk. Some people might be having a shitty fucking day and they don't want to give two shits about what you got going on. I get that. But that doesn't give you grounds to fucking cut me off in traffic. It just doesn't. Mm, like, I you're agree. behind a 2,000-pound weapon, man. Like, what the fuck? I want to do a social experiment. I want to take a bunch of people, put them in a hallway, make lanes in the hallway, and I want you to walk how you fucking drive, and we'll see how long it goes before someone gets in a fist fight. Like, <laughs> yeah. No one would get into a fight, because you don't have the anonymity. Yeah, but here's the thing. No one would fucking break the rules either. Because, yeah. like, yeah. It's, it's funny, man. It's funny how that shit works. <sighs> so, anyway, back to the, back to the movie. <laughs> Um, yeah, man, like, I, I, I was enjoying it from the get-go, um, I didn't really pay any attention to the credit sequence, I can't remember what I was doing, I think it was, like, getting my notepad ready or something, but. Yeah, I'm a victim so. of that, too, I always miss something. Yeah, so, when it comes to, like, the technical stuff, meh, but I enjoyed this movie from the get-go, man, I was, ah, it was good, it was, yeah, I don't know, Jones, you go, take over, man, I've been talking for, for a minute. What do you got? Cool. I'm well rested. (laughs) Yeah, no, like, okay, so have you ever seen Falling Down? Oh, yes. Martin Sheen? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Michael Douglas. 
Michael Douglas, my bad. Shit, yeah, Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas, Schumacher film. So, that's... How do you know they're not the same person, though, Martin Sheen and Michael <laughs> Douglas? Have you ever seen them in a room together? No. Mm-hmm. I've never seen either of them. So, I have this theory that Beyonce and Tyra Banks are the same person. That's racist. No, I'm just saying you've never <laughs> seen them in the same room, man. Like... <laughs> Uh, anyway, yes. But yeah, falling so, down. <laughs> falling down is a, the movie that I thought this was trying to emulate. So like when I like I mentioned I, I saw this at I didn't go to Sundance, but I saw that it was at Sundance mm-hmm. and the trailer was really cool. So I thought it was gonna be something like that. Like some chick snaps, you know, because everything that James rented about earlier, I'm not gonna repeat it. This Thank guy you. this guy snaps <laughs> And he just does what everybody wants to do. You know, he goes into, uh, uh, he doesn't get the order he wants at a fast food restaurant and he goes and like, fuck shit up. I thought that's what this was going to be. And um, it, it didn't end up doing that. But it set up a lot of really interesting stuff because, like you said, from the from the opening, uh, this lady's about to die and her last words are some racist shit about, about the news that was going on in the yeah, protests the that they were watching. And she used yeah. some racial slur. I don't remember what it was, but and uh, that just kind of set the tone. And then, she, you know, she's a CNA, and like you said, not to knock CNAs, but they don't make a lot of money. So no. she's like moonlighting as a nanny. I think they implied. Um, so she just got. They just set her up pretty, really nicely. Um, and then they introduce Elijah Wood's character, who, in my opinion was the the thief he was the the, the star secretly the star of this you want right. to cuz you you're looking at this from y- your life and how how you uh would do you know act in these situations or she's like your spirit animal so to speak mm-hmm. Elijah Wood his character was so well done like it was just so funny and quirky and stupid and weird and like <laughs> Uh, creepy and like it was I loved Elijah Wood I just kept calling him like Baggins right yeah in my notes like Mordor he he took a lot of lessons from Mordor man he, he did his, his nunchuck skills were on point <laughs> his throwing star the one throwing star that he has um yeah and then she you know it, it, it established that she gets shit on She's kind of older. She's not old, but she's starting to get a little older, and she's a CNA, and life is down on her. And even the dude in the bar doesn't give a shit that she, you know, probably hasn't read read this book yet. He doesn't know what kind of day she's had, all that kind of stuff. And it set all that up really well. She gets robbed, and then she snaps, and then she, you know, all this stuff is happening. And and I thought, uh, uh, we were talking offline. Chris said the first two thirds of the movie. Uh, were really, really good. And uh, I think James is going to be pissed at both of us later on in this podcast. But as far as a movie goes, um, it started off fucking solid. Uh, there were, I mean, there were, what are we in? Are we in ups? Are we just talking about the movie? I think we're just kind of just, yeah. It's jazz, man. Cool, it's jazz. Cool, cool, cool. Here comes that saxophone. Oh, no. Yeah. No, Chris, hold on. <laughs> but, like, my my favorite part of this movie, I paused the movie because I was laughing so hard. And first of all, the only reason the the humor works in this movie is because it's not a f- comedy. It's it's like a real social commentary on 
how fucked up people are and like how we want to stand up for ourselves. So like uh-huh. the jokes work a lot better because you're not expecting them. Um, two, two, two jokes. One, uh, when uh, Tony, Elijah Wood's character, Tony, uh, he he has the license plate and he's going to look it up. And he's like, he's talking like he's a hacker or something. <laughs> and he, he says, it's all, you know, ones and zeros. It's binary data connected by threads, just like a web or some shit like that. And then, and then Ruthie's like, that's, it's called the web, you know, yeah. he's like on the internet. And then, and then he's like, you just got to know how to dodge the spiders. It's just like some stupid. And then he's just typing, he's just typing away. And then it cuts to hit a Google screen. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's like how to look up a license plate. <laughs> that killed me. It was so funny. And then he's like, I'm going to need your credit card. <laughs> uh, pretty much anything. You know, Go ahead. Well, I, I, have, well, I was, I was just going to say, what's funny about that is yesterday or this morning, I think it was yesterday, one of my coworkers was like, hey, how do you look up a license plate? <laughs> <laughs> and I cracked my knuckles <laughs> and went to Google. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and then like they go uh, to uh, Chris, the Chrissy, Chris, what did they call that Eminem looking dude? I think it was Chris, but they call him Chrissy. They go to his parents' house and they're sitting on, oh, first of all, they knock on the door and Ruthie's like trying to impersonate the cops. Yeah. And, <laughs> And uh, with a cereal t- box badge, a cereal box badge that she dumped the cereal out to get, and then and then Tony's like interrupts her and he just yells police. Yeah, and it was just like <laughs> it was really stupid, but it was it was really quirky and funny. Uh, and then they're sitting there and he's talking about the types of milk, <laughs> the types of shapes he can make with frothed milk, and he just lifts off a bunch of random shit like uh, various types of minotaurs. And like Kevin, and just it, it, I thought his character was mostly ad libbed. I'm sure, but I it was it was really nice and refreshing because the movie was kind of a dark tone, which was okay. I like, enjoyed that. And he had a rat yeah. tail. Did you know he had a rat tail? He had, yeah. So it was funny. That. So when I first saw it, I was like, "Does he have a fucking rat tail?" And then he like turned around, he had glasses on. I was like, "Oh, it's just one of those things to help keep his glasses on." But then he like takes them off later. To like, excuse me, do something, and I was like, "Holy fuck, the dude's got a rat tail!" Like, <laughs> yeah, it was, I, I enjoyed his character too. What and do you got, Chris? Yeah, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I just have one more thing. I just have one more thing. Go ahead. Go they ahead. Uh, they they go to get Ruth's uh, laptop back, and like, he throws a ninja star just to, like to intimidate them against the wall. And then he like lights a firecracker, <laughs> like yeah. The firecracker was the fucking creme de la creme, dude. Oh my god! <laughs> like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Oh man, it was. I, and that guy you're leaving was out the so best awesome. part. What's up? Because he goes to pull the star out, his shuriken, mm-hmm. and it's so deeply embedded in the cheap wood paneling. Oh yeah. He's like struggling, and he looks over. And he's like, "That's how hard I threw it." <laughs> Chris, what do you got, man? We haven't heard from you. What's going on? No, I mean... I, I, Hit us with that trombone solo. What? Jazz reference. Come on, it's stay jazz, with us. bro. It's jazz. You gotta keep up, oh, man. No, man. Six, I'm eight not, time. I'm, Let's go. I'm not much of a jazz guy. I'm not <sighs> a jazz guy. So, uh, yes. no, this, I, I really like this movie. Like, the first two acts 
really brought me in and really drew me in. Um, as was mentioned before, I couldn't help but thinking that that it was just trying to draw so many parallels from falling down. Uh, yeah, that's what I thought too. Like I just I couldn't help but can continually compare it to that movie. Um, because to be honest, I just I you know that one came earlier, and I kind of thought it just did. I I, I kind of think it just did this whole thing better. You know, I don't. Uh, I don't. I mean, for the well, for the, it, the I'm gonna let you finish your movie, point. I just. I just want to do a real quick point. I feel like they wanted to try to be sure to not emulate falling down too much because they wanted to do their own thing. So I, I agree. Like it didn't do the, it didn't, it did a better job, but I think it was trying to be a different movie kind of like, but with the same beginning, I don't know. Go ahead, Chris. Sorry. Um, I don't know. Like I said, it just, it felt like, another movie had already gone down this path and kind of did it better. The first two acts I thought were fantastic. I, I was really drawn in. I loved it. Uh, and, and, you know, you talk shit about Elijah Woods' rat tail, but back in the 80s, when I was little, I had one. Like, like I told you last night, dude, it's because he was a mall ninja, you're a mall ninja. You told us earlier you used to do fucking wrestling like, and I don't hey, mean hey, like hey, hey, hey. freestyle wrestling. Whoa, whoa. I'm talking about Hulk Hogan. I'm coming for you, wrestling. How, how does how does my limited background in professional wrestling con- convert to you know having a rat tail? I just told you you're a mall ninja, man. You're I was part a of kid. The- okay, I was a child. I, I was. I didn't know. Okay, I didn't know better. I didn't you know. grew up drawing centaurs and you know throwing <laughs> throwing firecrackers at people. After you embed your shuriken in the wall. Like. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I never... I, I Actually, I've never lit a firecracker in my life. What? I'm 35 years old, and I've never lit a firecracker. <sighs> so that's what's wrong with you. Mm-hmm. You've never experienced the thrill of a I, Roman candle fight. You gotta go full immersion, dude. And I can't be a mall ninja, because the closest mall is almost two hours away. <laughs> it's an ideal. It's not a literal... <laughs> You can be an online Amazon ninja. Like, that's fine, too. <laughs> 21st century. Right, right, right. But, uh, but no, I mean, I really like this movie. I liked what it was going for. It did try and do something that wasn't, you know, cliched and obvious. And, and you know, Falling Down is an obvious parallel to this movie, but it's not like it's the most common and played out cliche. You know, yeah. I, I definitely feel, you know, Falling Down was made quite a long time ago. And like 91 or something? It was yeah, 93. Yeah. 93. And we've come a long way in the last, you know, 24 years. You know, the world is different than it was in 1993. People are still so, assholes. No, that's true. But the way that they're assholes is different. So yeah. I definitely feel that the concept it was definitely due for updating. And, and, and I don't feel, you know, I don't know if the filmmaker was inspired by Falling Down or not. So, you know, I can't say that it was, I, I, I'm not going to try and imply that it was a ripoff or anything. Um, 
Mm. Not not like with this kind of stuff, you can be inspired by a movie. Like exactly. it's not a rip off. Yeah. 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 No, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. And uh and you know, I do mention it. It sounds like I didn't like the movie, which is completely untrue. Because I actually did enjoy it. So refreshing. Like we've seen some shit movies. Like you know, James, you work in in psychiatric care. Well, I was Jones. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, you both work in psychiatric care, but I also want to put in that I worked in customer service for sixteen years. So I've seen a lot of the same thing you guys have seen, and and not not um, not from the same angle, mind you, obviously, but. Would you deal with people on a large scale for that long? Yeah, yeah, you, no, that, you definitely get a lot of of the same kind of feelings of you know people be assholes. Dude, that's a great point too. Cause like, I before I joined the military, I did about eight years in fast food, and like mm. people people have this magical shield on when they go and talk mm-hmm. to a fast food worker. They act like I'm, I'm the customer and I'm right, and you're just, right punk flipping burgers who can't fucking stop putting ketchup on my hamburger when I don't ask for it. Right. Yeah. And, and oh, there yeah. is a certain level of, I guess you could dude. call it arrogance, not, not necessarily entitlement. Cause I'm not going that angle. Well, no entitled that, because that, you're the customer. You feel like you're owed more than whatever you've not received. The direction I was going. As I just said. Go on. I was saying there is a certain level of arrogance when people, especially because I worked at a grocery store for, you know, a, a very long time. And the people that go to that grocery store, they think, and I guess it is a certain level of entitlement, but it's also just sort of like an arrogance is they just don't understand that, you know, the, I, I work in a, I live in a small, a smaller community, but the store that I worked at had an average customer count of about 1100 to 2000 customers per day. That means I see anywhere between a thousand and two thousand people every single day, and a lot of the people that came in, they only saw one person. They saw one checker, one cashier, one courtesy clerk, or one manager. They didn't realize that while we had name tags and they knew who we were, we didn't have the slightest freaking clue who the hell they were because we see two thousand of them every single goddamn day. So when we ask for their ID for a check or this or that, they get butthurt and they get pissed off because they're like, what, what, what are you talking about? Well, like, what? You think you're different from the other 2,000 people that have come in here today? Well, you're not, and they get pissed off and they get, you know, upset over some simple, simple basic shit. So, yeah, yeah, I get it. I want to stab a lot of people. No, no, no. See, I don't want to stab. No, no, no. Oh, For I the do. record, none of us in this room want to stab somebody. <laughs> uh, I do. Do not call the cops. <laughs> I never said I would. I just wanted to. If if but the I mean, knife if the knife was coated with enlightenment and kindness, then yeah, I'll stab him. Yeah, but okay, but come on. <laughs> how how many times do Enchanted. I have to have fried chicken thrown at me before I finally say, you know what, fuck this, I'm stabbing the next motherfucker that tries and throw a damn chicken at me. No, you say fuck yeah. this, I'm going to college. Yeah. <laughs> well, I couldn't do that. So like, here's that's I, I get it, man, because like I. I we all kind of, we're, we're human beings, man. And we have these primal instincts 
And when somebody wrongs us, like, at some point, you want to hurt somebody, you know? Because you just want to, like, put that... I don't, want, I don't know if it's dominance or, like, you want to teach them a lesson or what. But I think that's the wrong way to go about it. Like, I just want to enlighten people, man. I want people to realize, like, so... Oh, I know Jones is familiar with it. I don't know if you're familiar with the Maslow hierarchy of needs, Chris. Yeah, yeah I'm. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm familiar with it. Yeah, so like the tip top of the pyramid, right, is like self awareness. Like, but you can't have, achieve that without. Yeah, the they say no one needs. Yeah, but they say no one can achieve it, right? Which I I call bullshit. But whatever, I'm not a Dalai Lama, man. I'm not a fucking PhD that's published, but um. I think if just people were more aware, man, of, like, just self-awareness and situational awareness and just, like, we all have to exist on this planet, man, and just be nice. Just be nice. Just fucking be nice. Just be courteous and nice and polite and use your fucking blinker and hold the door and... Hold the door. (laughs) Spoiler alert. No, that's all he says, but anyway... (laughs) <laughs> I just I don't know man like just be nice and then oh, there's people out there that just ruin that for everybody and oh social justice warriors for one they fucking take that shit to an extreme and they're offended by everything which is just a whole nother fucking bushel of worms that I don't want to get into dude that's like a separate but, episode yeah for sure for sure but um yeah, I, I mean, I don't want you to stab anybody, Chris. Unless it's with an enchanted knife of kindness and love and enlightenment. But you gotta I roll see your point. for dexterity, though. <laughs> <laughs> see your point. I mean, yeah. I, I'm I'm buying a heavy bag so I can come well, home and I keep have a the fuck out of it. Thaco, so I don't know. <laughs> hey, they don't use that anymore, man. We're in fifth edition. This isn't D and D or uh, whatever it was called. AD&D, um, and it was the greatest RPG yeah, system yeah. ever made. Isn't, um, like, 3.5 anyway. was modeled after that, and now Pathfinder is the same thing? Anyway, um... <laughs> you know, for liking this movie as much as we did, we're certainly talking about everything other than the movie. Well, we're inspired <laughs> to talk about things based on what we saw in the movie. How about that? Yeah. We, uh, uh, uh we had, like, a... So, for out. the listeners out there... Some behind-the-scenes shit. We spent, like, a good hour or so last night discussing our current format, and we all agreed to treat it like jazz and open it up a bit. And now Chris is fucking complaining about it. So... (laughs) (laughs) I... Was that a complaint? No, that was a bus driving by. No, there was no complaint. I was merely implying that uh, maybe the movie wasn't as good as you thought it was. I think you would have... I think what Chris is saying is we'd like to start talking about maybe some of the things that the two of us didn't like about it. Chris and I. Well, then he should say that and not be a <laughs> stereotypical uh, inability to communicate their wants. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Hey, say I'm that. Anyth- Dude, he just I'm said he anything- wants to stab people. <laughs> I'm anything but stereotypical. That's true. <sighs> Is it, though? I think you're a, you're a classic horror nerd. I'm just... Actually, I'm a hybrid uh, RPG sports geek. There you go. Okay. With a sprinkling of uh, uh, Gorehound. Gorehound? <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So there's one Since thing we're that getting on that subject. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's go back to the movie. So there's one thing I want to um, <laughs> social commentary wise, which is this has all been. Uh, one thing that I really liked that they did was the detective. He actually talked about how you know, when she's, like, concerned about her laptop and stuff, he's like, lady, like, I'm getting a divorce. Like, that was a perfect example of, like, people got shit going on that's bigger than your problem, you know? And that, that was an example of why people act the way they do, why they're bitter, why they're jaded, why they're fucking, That was you know, an excuse. Kinda. Yeah, to an extent. You know, maybe he shouldn't have been actively working a case if he's got some personal stuff going on, right? Maybe he's not fit to do his job properly at that at that point in time in his existence. Well, and he not, said, uh, I haven't told anybody. Right. So, that was the Another mental health thing. It, right? Don't keep shit bottled in, right? Um, but she was also exhibiting extreme selfishness because, yes, at the end of the day, it's a fucking laptop and it's property. And I can tell you, coming from a law enforcement background... Property is really, really low on our list of priorities because there's people out there being shot and stabbed and robbed and drugs being sold to school children. So if you call me and tell me that your laptop was stolen, as long as there's nobody in danger and the thieves aren't still there, eh, I'm going to get to it when I get to it. But, but <laughs> see, she had a casting fair. of his shoe. So yeah. <laughs> no, but you see, that's where the movie started to lose me. Really? Yeah, I'm with you, I'm with you was, on that, Chris. That was actually when the movie kind of started to lose me because I was in. I was invested 100%. Hmm. I really loved the first two acts of this movie. Like, absolutely yeah. loved it. But once she had gotten her laptop back, mm-hmm. then she'd gotten her silver back. Yeah. And for all in, for as far as we knew as the audience, there was going to be no repercussions of the fact that she basically had stolen something from someone at a flea market. I mean, granted, it was her own stuff and, you know, had done it with violence, which technically is a felony, not misdemeanor. It was accidental violence. Hey, man, you hit someone upside the head and knock their ass out and then run off with their stuff. Yeah, but you tell tell me the cop that's not going to put that down as robbery and not just theft. Well, I am going to tell you because you have to prove intent. And if her intent wasn't to use violence, then it wouldn't have go down as that. So. Well, if her tent, intent was to steal it, then it would be. But it's not yeah, violent, and, though. Yeah, that's what—that's the point I'm making. Doesn't matter. It does you matter. Go, if, <laughs> I'm no, telling you, as a trained law enforcement you. professional, it as requires someone, intent. <laughs> if she—if you went into a place with the intent to steal, yes, then she would get that. She didn't have the intent of causing violence, and if she knowingly didn't mean to do it and it wasn't like an all-out assault, then she would probably get off with that. Because here's another factor you got to put in there. DAs, district attorneys, especially the elected ones, are pieces of shit. And the way they get reelected yeah. is by broadcasting their conviction rate. And how do they get a high I, conviction rate? They plea shit down. Well, I never said the dude... I never said the DA was going to charge on that. Yeah. But I've been around theft quite a lot. Like, mm-hmm. I've, I've been... Witness privy to, I've been like seriously like over a thousand cases of theft have my name on the report. So I've had people that have done a lot less than she did that got booked on robbery charges. Well, that's a shitty cop. Here they book him in with everything they can. And if the DA chooses to go down on it, but either way, is that relevant to the movie? (laughs) 
Not you, good. I'm at, you, you, you tell me. The, the point you're that so I'm, adamant about it. <laughs> I'm not adamant on anything. I wasn't trying to oppose anybody. The 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 thing that's being over overlooked here is Elijah Wood's sweet sidekick in that that was of yes, course the flying yeah. sidekick and but, all uh, he yells but, is sidekick yeah <laughs> <laughs> well is that what you do yeah sidekick you have, you, to, you have to yell yell announce what you're doing the move yeah you yell the and move and then you roll right? for yeah. it Kevin uh, Hart from Ride Along right kick move yeah oh. yeah. Um, but, but what I was getting at was, was when the movie started to lose me was when she got everything back. And for all intents and purposes, as, as far as we knew, the, as far as the audience knew, there were going to be no repercussions of with, with her methods of getting her stuff back. But she got everything back. And That's I was sitting enough. there at that point in the movie and going, well, where the hell else are they going to take this? She took control. She got all her stuff back. Is she going to keep poking the bear and get involved in some stupid shit that she really probably shouldn't get involved in and she should just let it go? Because unlike most people who get their stuff stolen and the cops are like, well, there's not a whole lot we can do. She actually got all her stuff back. Mm-hmm. So I was like, is that where they're going to And sure enough. Yep. That's exactly what they did. And that kind of lost me because I was just like, oh, wow. And then I think my biggest negative has to be like the 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 the, fi- the climax. But think about it for I a was second though. So no, I did think about it and I don't need to analyze it. I was so bored. I was bored. I was just waiting for everyone to get shot or everyone to get away or something. I just wanted the movie to end. Like when they were doing the whole what was supposed to be like this tense, you know, scene where, you know, the standoff where everyone's pointing guns at the, you know, the, you called him Eminem looking guy, his dad and all this, the, 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 the heist mom. that the criminals yeah, were trying that, to yeah, do at the very him. end. Yeah. Oh God, that was so painful. I was just like, come on, come on, just, just end it. But Dude, it I, took so long. I gotta say, I agree with you totally on that, Chris. I think if the movie had ended after she'd gotten her stuff back and then went to it would have been a short detective film. was and the detective exactly and the detective was like so uh sup and she's like I don't know and he's like all right go away and she's like all right if it had ended right there I'd have been like this or, was a great short film or if they were clearer as to maybe maybe she didn't get enough of revenge maybe she had a taste of it and she wanted more they didn't really like establish yeah, that. Exactly. If they established exactly. that, I feel like the ending would have been like more me impactful. personally. If I was in her situation and I got my stuff jacked, but I ended up getting all of my stuff back because I took control and did what she did, I've been like, you know what, I'm good. I'm good. Why do I need to go after him? That's that didn't make any sense, even in the context of the movie of having your protagonist that is just tired of everyone being assholes. Well. Okay, everyone's an asshole, but what are you going to do? Are you seriously going to try and get retribution for every single person that's an asshole to you over the course of an entire day? And yes, 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 I get it. Breaking into your house and stealing your stuff is obviously on a whole nother level of asshole. But again, you got all your stuff back. What more do you really need? Like, like that's that should be enough and and they don't go into why she just keeps going and it just it honestly felt like the third act was just kind of tacked on 
I had the same feeling, man. So, I I felt the exact same. So, they did a lot, like I, op- I opened up with. They did a lot of setting up. They really did a good job of explaining uh, Ruthie and, like, where she was in her life and the point right. that she snapped. And she did all this stuff. And maybe it was because I went into this, uh, at least uh, at the opening, starting to think about comparing it to falling down, that maybe I set myself mm. up for this. But I, I just felt like that third act, they didn't know what to do, and they put something together. I, I did that. enjoy parts yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed the visceral, like, mm. Tony just gets stabbed. Like, that shit would happen. Like, nothing, Ugh. everything was just a mess, and that's how something like that would actually happen. People get shot and stabbed and, like, all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I bought that, but storytelling-wise, I I didn't buy the third act. Um, And I didn't like uh the very ending, where... It was just kind of like comic book, uh, twirly mustache bad guy following some girl in the yes. woods, um, and they that. they kind of hinted that he, I don't know, he was schizophrenic or something. They didn't really like, I don't. There's just way too much going on at the end when the first two acts were so concise and well paced, and I, I feel like it fell flat. Like, and, and I feel like two stories were going on. I feel like at the beginning. You see this this girl who's, or this woman who's in a dark place, and she's uh, gonna make a change in her life. And then the second part was nothing about her. It was about uh, what I kept writing down in my notes as the monkeys, because that's what he said, what he called them in the woods, the monkeys mm-hmm. robbing this guy's dad. Yeah. I don't know. I felt no emotional impact in the third act, and when Tony died, I was like, Oh, oh, he he didn't die. Don't you remember? But you see, that, that part confused me because he died. And the second part that confused me was she was looking for where she left her his body and then, like, some vision of a woman. And, and I can't remember. Oh, her mom. Her mom. Her, her okay. grandma. Her grandma. Her, her, somebody. Her grandmother had somebody, the silver. Yeah. Somebody yeah. showed up. Oh, yeah, it was her grandma who had the silver. But yep. they didn't set it up before that, you know, thoughts of her grandma directed her. Like, I don't know. I, I felt like. They really didn't put a lot of thought into the third act, but it won the best movie at Sundance. So maybe and, and, I'm just missing a bunch of stuff. So I don't know. No, and I don't know. I mean, I, I 100% agree with absolutely everything you said because you basically mirrored my exact thoughts on it. But overall, taking this entire film, I still really enjoyed it. And I, I still thought it was a very movie. good film. So yeah, oh for sure, for sure. Um. So, yeah, I mean, just because you have a criticism about something doesn't mean you didn't enjoy it and, and, and couldn't, you know, take it for what it is. Yeah. I haven't made a full movie, so I can't say that uh, I would have done a better one, so. I don't know that, but, but <laughs> yeah. I just thought, like, holy shit, Jane Levy's in this movie, and she is absolutely going to be one of my ex-wives. Another another part that was extremely overlooked was how well written and well acted the bodyguard was, mm. and how incompetent think- he ended up being. <laughs> yeah, because it was he, and you knew he's incompetent. So like they they impersonate the oh, police yeah. that scene, and he like he's clearing rooms, and he's like yeah. super intense, <laughs> and he thinks he's an operator. Like it was 
Yeah. And then but he, like, he, gets but he leaves. Up. So he leaves his asset with right. the suspicious people to go clear rooms. And, right. Yeah, he was uh, incompetent as hell. Oh, sure. But that was that was funny. It worked. Uh, but but I thought, overall, I thought this entire movie, the characters, the dialogue, I thought was just on point. Yeah. Even I, into the third act where it was a little weird and, and all that. I thought this movie was fantastic. Don't get written. me wrong; I didn't and hate the third act. Wonderfully I, acted. Yeah, it was it was wonderfully acted. I didn't hate the third act. I just didn't like the that's the direction they went in because they set a lot of stuff, right, different right, stuff right. up earlier. And like you mentioned, the scene where she meets with the detective, I, that was the first time in the movie where I felt the pacing started to drop, and I really didn't mm-hmm. care about that scene. And like, I didn't care that the cop didn't care because they already established mm-hmm. the cops don't care. So she went back to him? Like, I don't know. It was... And, and, and it, and, I'm nitpicking and the thing at is, this point, but... One thing I do actually like is they didn't portray the cops as being just outwardly apathetic. They were basically like... We have more important shit to do. This is the hundredth damn case exactly like yours that we just saw. So we'll do what we can, but don't hold your fucking breath. Yeah. And, of course... As you know, James, I think you pointed out that it shows a little bit of the arrogance and entitlement of the protagonist that she's like, well, why aren't you doing more for me when they're like, we're doing as much as we can for everybody. So I feel like the thing that's getting slightly overlooked because Jones just, oh, they have a footprint. Yeah, they had a casting of the boot print. But more importantly, she literally had GPS location. Like she was showing them like they're right here. They're literally right here, like active. Real time, yeah. they're right here. So I understood her frustration at that point. That's mm-hmm. why I didn't. Oh, for sure, for sure. Lose my investment in terms of because I was like, well, yeah. I mean, if you have someone who's literally showing you where the person is, then you know you might want to do something at that point. No, but they already only... established that the cops didn't care. Like I felt like it was yeah. redundant at that point. But yeah, uh, I don't know. They had more evidence at this point, and it was real time evidence. So I understood that, that what they wasn't were trying the, to do that it. wasn't the meeting with the the detective that lost me it was the one after she had stolen the silverware mm-hmm. that's where it lost me the, so, the part the where she actually it. had the evidence i'm sitting here looking like what any cop be just like oh shit we someone actually basically did our jobs for us hey let's go yeah and they were like offended by it which i thought was hilarious yeah i don't know uh, i'll have to ask my my buddy about that if he'd be offended by that <laughs> So, but uh, yeah, no that that still felt in in with the 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 themes of the the film itself. So no, I I, I actually not I don't want to say I enjoyed it because that part pissed me off too. Yeah. Uh, but that that that's not the interaction with the police that that I think Jones and I were talking about. Fair enough. So it was you know like I said she'd gotten all her stuff back. Well, well, here's my two cents on that with the third act, though. Is she wanted more because she felt violated, and she felt like getting her stuff back had no ramifications on the person who did it because they had already sold it and gained what they are going to gain from it, right? She wanted them to be punished for what they did, which is understandable. And yes, I agree. She bit off more than she could chew, and it was unnecessary. But to me, that was kind of a message of this is why people are selfish and why they stay in their lane because it's too fucking bothersome to get involved. And look at the downward spiral she ended up going on because she decided to get involved. 
And it's just like with falling down, like the dude fucking dies in the end. And just like in Super, the guy still loses his wife and he gets a fucking innocent person killed. You know what I mean? Like, mm, <laughs> well, somewhat innocent. Somewhat innocent. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. <laughs> but like, also, in, that, that's if you best. remember in falling down, one of the most poignant moments of that was when the main character is looking at the cop that's been tracking him through the whole movie and he goes, wait, am I the bad guy? Mm-hmm. You know, that revelation of you of losing yourself to, you know, your cause as misdirected or misguided as it may be, is very yeah. prevalent, at least in that movie. In this movie, it just seems like everything was just tied up in a nice, neat little, you know, package. And here you go. Happy ending. Everyone I didn't, I didn't like the ending. I think, I think Elijah Wood should have died. I think she probably should have suffered more for literally being involved in multiple felonies <laughs> and like, you know, and all that stuff. Um, yeah, I didn't like the ending. I, I definitely agree with the last two minutes kind of sucking. Um, I want to, I want to add to what you were just mentioning. It's something that I wanted to wrap up the movie with, but you, you brought mm-hmm. it up this, you know, pointing out things I didn't like aside Mm-hmm. This movie did a really good job, and I think the the theme that the filmmakers were going for was, okay, so she had this shitty situation and all this all this stuff, and then she snaps and blah blah blah, but like mm-hmm. it, it, she was upset about the things that she ended up becoming, because she mm-hmm. she didn't take care of herself from the beginning, right? And and I think that was the theme that was trying to be or the the message from this movie. And that is the only important part to me is that they successfully passed that on, and 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 I picked that up from from what they put together in this movie. So like, yeah, I picked something I didn't like about how it ended, or I didn't like the third act because I disagree. I don't think they established that she wanted more. Or she wanted more closure. I think they should have hammered that home a little bit better. But regardless, I get the point from what they were trying to say is that she should have taken care of herself from the beginning. And if she was, she wouldn't have snapped. Yeah. So one thing that's interesting about taking care of herself from the beginning, right, is... um, Maslow. Right, yeah, there's that. And uh, there's, like, the the, um, triad of crime, at least the way I learned it. And it's uh, opportunity, desperation, and desire. So leaving your door open literally opens the door to two of those triads you give them the opportunity and if they so desire they can capitalize on the opportunity so she didn't lock her door right and right. all of her shit got stolen <laughs> um and that was a perfect example of like the cops like but you didn't lock your door this time so really who's at fault for this <laughs> and i don't think she liked that you know she wanted them to care that her stuff was stolen and really they're more concerned with well you kind of fucked up <laughs> mm-hmm yeah, it was. Yeah, I, I agree, man. She should have been taking care of herself, and it's. But it's that that comes back to Maslow, like you said. It, it's it's hard to it's hard to take care of yourself sometimes, man. Like. And I joked about she should have gone to college, but like some people don't have opportunities, like you know other people have. So this is her yeah. life. This is yeah. this is what it is now. Yeah. Um, life happens, man. And sometimes and, it sucks. And then she ended up and, becoming the people she hated. Yeah. Go ahead, Chris. I what like. Say, man? I was gonna say I like the fact that it kind of did seem to touch on the fact that our protagonist wasn't perfect. 
You know? It's because nobody is. I like that. I like, dug, exactly. You know, I, exactly. Is, yeah. I dig that. You know, she had screwed up and you could easily just turn the point, you know, the finger of blame onto her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, really deconstruct this movie, which is kind of like, I, I think exactly what this film is going for is like, you know, something that you can talk about and discuss and that kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Something that you could, you know, uh, that, that would, uh, prompt discussion. So, uh, you know, I, I certainly dug it, you know, even though I didn't think it was perfect and I thought the third act can incredibly drug along and was forced. I, I still really liked this movie. Like I, I dug it a lot. Uh, I thought the, I thought the snake scene was dumb. I, I somewhat understand the, uh, criminal guy chasing her down. Like, well, he's I lost everything. Yeah, he, yeah. He, yeah, his plan with the shit, his fucking cohorts are dead. Um, he's not going to get the money that he wanted, and now he has a witness, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, I get it. I, I understand mm-hmm. the the chase down part. I think they kind of... It was silly that it went to boats. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious, especially when he got the engine to work and she couldn't. She picked um, the wrong boat. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, is a... a, a you know, she's making the wrong choices in life. Maybe who knows? Maybe that was a, a parallel for that, but um, or a metaphor, I should say, or analogy. I don't know. One of those words that describes things. But the snake, <laughs> the snake was so well put. The snake was just silly. Oh man, they didn't show the snake attacking him. And yeah, then in, which in I the, thought was weird. In the next shot, they show some rubber snake attached to him with some really crappy makeup done. Yeah. Like, the whole movie was so well done up to that point. Yeah. That's how snakes operate. Yeah, they just hold on to your face. They just hang on to your face, right? Right. To be fair, some species do, but not vipers. Vipers don't do that shit. Like, they hit and go, you know. And Irons, constrictors, stuff, sure, but. I read that that was a real. uh, Cottonmouth. Yeah, cottonmouth. Yeah. Well, not the one attached to his face, but... No, yeah, yeah. But the one in the swamp. Well... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, those things are... Um, when I was down in Lejeune, and we do, like, you know, field ops and shit, um, we'd go out with, like, every... Every squad leader would have a machete, and um, you'd have to kill fucking copperheads and cottonmouths and shit um, when you're out there in the middle of fucking North Carolina in the woods and the swamps. They're all over the place, dude. Yeah, I thought that was interesting that they had a real one, you know, right next to this actress. Like, Eesh. yeah, the chances of her being bit are extremely low. I mean, she'd probably have to agitate it somehow. But still, at the end of the day, though, it's a wild animal. You never know. Never know. Like, there was that, that bear that fucking killed the dude. Like, the bear that was in Semi-Pro that, like, wrestled with Will Ferrell. Like, it's like an, an age-old adage in Hollywood is never work with animals or children. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that. so, like, after they did Semi-Pro, the trainer was, like, doing a promo for his bear, like, to update it, you know, to, like, update their advertisement or whatever, and he had his buddy, like, stand next to the bear to do something, and the bear fucking killed his friend, dude, just bit him right in the throat and killed him. (laughs) Like, this was a trained Hollywood bear. Because it's a fucking bear. Yeah, (laughs) like, and boom, this guy's friend gets killed, you know, like, totally random. So, yeah. That's why I don't like monkeys. You don't train bears. Yeah. 
We're lions. <laughs> we're tigers. Oh my. Oh wait, no. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're not going there. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think we're done. I think we're done with this movie, man. We talked it up, yeah. broke yeah, it down. I'm, I'm totally done with this movie. Um, I enjoyed it. It was good. I I don't know if I'd buy it though. Honestly, I don't. I don't. I would. I don't know. It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's gonna go away from Netflix. No, well, they that own it. Wasn't the yeah. that wasn't the point? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, so yeah, I guess uh, no, I, I guess I you're would, right, Chris. I yeah, would. To be fair, I, I would. I would. I would not mind adding this to my yeah. my collection. If I didn't have Netflix tomorrow, then yes, I would. I would buy this movie. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. No, I, 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 the only reason I, I would buy a movie is for uh, special features. Yeah, well, you're weird. You are weird. Well, you learn can a lot of shit from that, though. You learn... Can be confirmed. Yeah. Oh, you know, oh like... yeah, that's right. I forgot. You're, you're learning stuff. You want me to send you some of my DVDs? No. <laughs> you won't get them back. Why not? Hey, speaking of DVDs... Yes, sir. No, no, no. Jones. No, we... Yeah. So, an update on the storyline uh, that we're like 15 episodes deep into now. I have Alien... I let him borrow the the anthology on Blu-ray. So, in theory, there's no excuse (laughs) for me to not watch it eventually. He he has not (laughs) watched it, ladies and gentlemen. It'll happen. All I'm saying is... I I didn't realize this was an ongoing thing. I apologize. And I I don't want to be insensitive to those affected... Shit like this sucks, and I would never want to be in this situation. But Jones, you are the reason for Hurricane Harvey and Hurricane Irma because you have yet to watch Alien. Oh wow! This is I nature's it was the way government. of pun it. Well, yeah, that too. Apparently, Trump's controlling the weather. Um, Crazy. Hey now, and the world's don't flat, get, and we never went to the moon. Con- <laughs> hey, don't get all controversial. Don't get all controversial. <laughs> Gonna ruffle some feathers on the conspiratards, but um. <laughs> so so now now we're at this section where we have to pick a new movie, and yep. Chris was kind of voted out. Nope. But I've you already got were, the next movie. But doesn't Jones matter. and I could have the movie. next movie though as well. Ah, uh, doesn't matter. I've got it, and I think you're gonna like it. Well, you well, might not like the movie. Okay. I don't know. So here's but it's going to make for a really good episode because it's a first. It's a movie. It's a type of movie we have never done before. So here, is it a musical? I hope it's a musical. Well, let me tell you what I picked yeah, first. Right. Uh, well, what? Six, uh, it, it, because we're not going to choose it. A sixty-minute loop of a fireplace. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> Let's review that. The Nef- <laughs> Netflix original. <laughs> That's what you get for going against me. No, 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 no. This is what we got for going against you. The I don't feel at home on this planet anymore. That's what we got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a good movie. I wasn't here. You weren't going against me. You were oh going right. in parallel right. with have me. Have some crazy delusion there. that you have some fucking magic control over some random generator. I have a theory that you just skip until you get to something that you want to watch. But that's just some me. horror. Oh, believe me, uh, that is not the case. <clears throat> Netflix just has a lot of shitty horror movies. Like, 
Yeah, that's true. To be fair, they do. It if, really like, does. If you go, like, if I scroll down my feed, since Chris has poisoned my feed, because um, I wasn't smart like Jones and made a separate account <laughs> or whatever profile. There you go. Um, yeah, when I get to the horror stuff, I just mm-hmm. get curious and I start scrolling through and I'm like, holy and shit, it's, how it's are these people made? Shit. <laughs> yeah. uh, because that's because horror is considered to be like the, I don't know, the redheaded stepchild of movies. It's I easier to say. make. It's really easier like, to make. Yeah, I feel like it's probably yeah. easier to make. It's not easier to do well. It's just no. easier to make. It's easier to be so, prolific. Mm-hmm. So you get a lot of really shitty horror movies that are just B movies. They're crappy movies in general and yeah. shitty horror movies. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, so what sorry. what horror movie did you hit random until it popped up to pick? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually not a horror movie. Uh, if you guys want to know, uh, because we are actually getting our first documentary. Mm. Yeah. I'm yeah. intrigued. This could definitely spur some... I think so as well. So Please that's be North why. Korea. Please be North Korea. Please be North Korea. Uh, nope, not quite. Oh. Not quite. Dang it. Philosopher of filth and reigning king of bad taste, John Waters presents an outstanding live one-man show that celebrates his origins of trash. Yes, it is John Waters' This Filthy World, a 2006 documentary on the prolific? Is, is John Waters prolific? Yeah, he is. I mean, okay, on the prolific director. Yeah, yeah, we are getting that. And and the thing is, is uh, I've actually seen this. And it's a movie that I've kind of wanted to see. Is it a documentary? Is this stand-up? Both. Mm. It's a one-man show. But it's under the genre of documentaries, biographical documentaries, and social and cultural docs. I almost wonder if we should veto it. Because, okay, for the, for the listeners, we recently decided to include documentaries. But I don't know if this... It says it's in the documentary genre, but I feel like a one-man show is not quite a documentary. I don't know. Yeah. Do um, you want me to click go one more time? Um, then we can just redo the ending. So I just... how, about, how about how about I click it one more time, see what we come up with. We'll redo reactions and all that stuff, and then we can like talk about it and discuss it. And if we end up going with something different, then we'll go with the latter part but if we end up going with this one then it's still there how's that sound i mean sure i'm not opposed to, if this is our fallback i'm not opposed to watch because i figure at this point we're that. kind of like off air right sure <laughs> uh, just, yeah now but yeah i'm um, just curious is the, and like i said I, there'd be enough content you know what i mean because well it's an 86 minute long documentary i know but it's, uh, it says he emerges from a confessional onto a stage and then he tells stories so well, like, I mean, you know what I mean. I feel like that's a different th- podcast because we break down. Okay. No, no, no. That's that's something. fine. I don't. I I don't. Yeah. I have. I don't have a dog in this damn race. 
Yeah. You want me to click? Yeah, yeah, hit it, hit I, it again. I, I, click it, click it one more time? We'll, we'll keep right. this one right. up just in case. Oh, good. I got a stand up comedy. What the fuck? <laughs> ah, fuck me running! Do we, do we want to do Fern Gully, the last rainforest? Yes. Are you serious? I love Fern Gully. We have to. There's there's a lot Are to we? talk about. Hell okay, yeah. okay. Uh, so does do you want me to just start have, with throwing this out there, or do you want someone to like intro like, hey, Chris, what do we got? Yeah, let's. Because again, and, we're like off. We should. We right should. Now, we should. Um. All right. Just... All right. So James, you want to uh, you want to set this up? So um. And throw it at my way. Sorry. So listeners, even though we we took away Chris's ability to choose or not choose but be the 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 prophet between us and the random netflix movie gods i think he's choosing um veto through some strange divine slash creepily forced intervention chris has selected another movie for us and uh what do you got man wow wow I love the faith you have in my selection <laughs> capabilities. First off, you know, I it, feel it really, I feel selection really makes me feel like we're part of a family here. I feel selection <laughs> violated right now. Well, I will let you know that what came up is a first for Culture Lust. Let's do it. It is the first animated Not feature true. film that it isn't. No, to hell and back. To hell and back. That doesn't count because that movie sucked. (laughs) I completely forgot that movie existed. But anyway, what we pulled was the classic from 1992 that reads as such. When a sprite shrinks a human boy down to her size, he vows to help the fairy folk stop a logging company from it's destroying their rainforest home. Avatar. Yes, my friends. <laughs> it is 1992's <laughs> World of Darkness, Werewolf the Apocalypse. No, it's not. No. no it's not. Or Fern Gully, The Last Rainforest. So two things. One, I really enjoy James Woods, and he's the voice of... What's his name? What? Ooh. Isn't James Woods the voice of uh, dude? It's, it's this, Tim Curry. He said the last. Curry. He said the last rainforest. So go. this looks like a, a sequel. <laughs> that's right. Tim Curry. Tim Curry was the voice of. I thought it was James Woods. No, that's not the sequel. It's called Tim. No. Vern Gully, the last rainforest. That does not sound like the first movie. Unless they made one before 1992. No, right. Yeah. Okay, you're right. I thought it was. I thought it was James Woods for some reason. I'll say so, yeah, that. My bad. Hexus, yeah, Hexus. Stand so, down. So I, I enjoy Tim sorry, Curry sorry, too. Sorry, sorry. I mean, so win-win for me. And the second part is it's gonna make me sad because isn't Robin Williams the voice of Batty? Yeah, yeah. Robin yeah. Williams is in this. Yeah. Uh, so is Cheech Marin, Tommy Chong, and Tone Loke. Um, oh yeah, Tone right. Loke. He's the he's the fucking lizard with his little his little sing song thing. Yeah. By the yeah. time 1992 came around, I was 10 years old and I had graduated on to reading Stephen King, not watching Fern Gully. I well, was five. There's a connection. I was watching Fern Gully. Tim, Tim Curry. There you go. Yeah. He's it. Yeah. No, I love Tim, Tim Curry. 
And for anyone who didn't get the reference before, there's a role-playing game called uh, Werewolf the Apocalypse that I, I've played extensively, and the common theme of it is essentially Fern Gully with werewolves. So in case anybody didn't get that stupid-ass reference of mine, that's what I meant. Okay. Yeah. Oh, hey, Christian I, Slater. I Christian Slater was the douchey, the <laughs> douche <know>. fairy. <laughs> he was a thing in 1992. People cared about him then. Yeah. I like that yeah. douche fairy. Yeah, I mean, he, well, so mm. him and Krista did another movie together, Broken Arrow with John Travolta. Uh, yeah. Can we do that one instead? I do really enjoy that movie. I'm sorry. That's a guilty pleasure of mine. Can we do but, Broken Arrow instead no, of Fern Gully? No, 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 Fern Gully. Fern Gully. We're hitting it up. No, this, is, this was like a huge political movie like there's so much there's yeah, so but, much but, to talk about but, 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 especially sure. with our with our culture less lens but when you look at the maturity rating and it says g contains nothing in g for gangster jesus oh g it should contains, be <clears throat> contains nothing in theme language nudity sex violence or other matters that in the view of the rating board I'm would sorry. offend parents whose younger oh, children God. view the motion picture um yeah that doesn't interest me because uh, I want to see language, nudity, sex, and violence, and other matters that would offend parents. Krista go is scantily porn. clad. I'm sorry. She's scantily clad in this. So uh, Rule hmm. 34, dude. <laughs> Just throwing that out. I'm excited for this movie. It's going to be good. Yeah, me too. Me too. Because I've actually never seen this movie. And uh, so it, it'll be a new one for me. This isn't Disney, is it? Oh, I don't think so. It might be. Who knows? Everything was fucking Disney God, at some I point. Hope not. It might be. Mm-hmm. Well, while he's looking that up, Culture Lusters, Seven Nerdly Sinners, thank you for spending another night, another day at work, lunch break, commute in your car, uh, sitting in your hot tub, staring at the stars or stuck on the subway, wherever you are listening to us, I appreciate you guys spending your time with us and tuning in to check us out. Please go to 7 if you aren't already. Hit us up on Twitter, at 7 sins Instagram, 7 sins again. YouTube, uh, don't go to my YouTube. I haven't uploaded anything in, f- like, fucking forever. I need more. I need more time. There needs to be more time in the day. Twitch, though. We're on Twitch every now and then. Scott's up there, slaying myself, Daily Gamer. Check us out on Patreon if you appreciate what we're doing. I'm James. Jones, you got anything to add, brother? Nah, man. I'm I'm, I'm excited about this movie, though. Good. Chris, any, anything? Fern Gully with werewolves. No. <laughs> uh, just in case, because I know he's a big fan slash friend of the show. I know he's listening. Tom Hardy, at the time of this recording, happy birthday, bro. Um, I don't know how old you are. What, 40? I think you're 40. But, uh, happy birthday, I, man. What? Yeah, Tom Hardy's a personal friend of the show. I don't know if you knew that or not. Oh! Yeah, okay. totally. He's totally yeah, listening to this next week. Yeah. And we're gonna have him, we're gonna wish him a happy belated birthday. <laughs> in, <laughs> in my podcast dreams, he is a fan of the show. Alright! <laughs> <laughs>